Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. You are now listening to an EDC episode of the podcast. Please keep in mind that anything that's referenced on the podcast as far as gear is also made available in my Amazon store. So visit Byron's Amazon store to scoop up any of the gear we talk about. And this is a series, man. So the EDC episodes are going to keep coming as I talk with new professionals. We're going to get more and more information on what people are carrying and operating with out there in the game. Enjoy. Boom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Byron Rogers here, and we're doing the EDC episode. I'm here with the Christian West. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing, Byron? Um, Christian West here from AS Solution. Um, I guess we're talking about uh, EDC today, huh? Yes, EDC. The, it, I mean, I get asked all the time, you know, what do you carry? What do you, you know, what yeah. do you guys, what should I bring? You know, and so this episode's all about EDC on your everyday carry. And then if you have anything for specific stuff, like if you have anything for events sure. that you think's sure. good, or maybe even traveling, um, anything you think that the security practitioner professional could use? Well, it's kind of an interesting subject for me because um, a lot of people are really into EDC and really into go backs and all that. And, and, mm-hmm. and I guess I am too, but for me, it's not really EDC. For me, it's more like uh, living a preparedness lifestyle in everything that you do. Right. It's kind of like um, taking it to the next level because obviously um, I'm, I don't know if I'm a special case or whatever. You always feel like you're a special case. Yeah, of course. I'm one of those, you know, your own story. It's got to be. Well, you know, I'm one of those guys who's on the road so much that it's very different for me. When I'm home in Seattle, um, I I carry one, one load. Mm-hmm. When I'm in uh, California, where I have my secondary place, I carry a different load, obviously, because it's in California. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that um, I was just counting coming back the day before yesterday, and that was my 54th flight this year. And wow. I've been on two flights since, right? So most of my stuff, when you think about it, we're not even 90 days in. It's, well, I guess we are a little bit more than 90 days in. Don't over-exaggerate it. But mm-hmm. most of my stuff is, um, is based on travel. So I think that what yeah. I want to talk the most about is um, – what I carry for travel because Outstanding. probably the most relevant thing for me, I would think. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And for me, I, I kind of divided um, my gear in. So I travel, um, like I said, 250 days, let's say that a year. Man. And I travel all over the world. So I, I kind of live on the road. So for me, there are really three things that counts. It is that um, I have to be able to do my job. I have to be able to survive in an emergency situation. And I also have to live a good life because I'm always on the road. 
and yeah, a lot of people tend to forget that part, mm-hmm. right? We're all about our gear and we're all about what we can bring and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It also means I got tons of limitation to it because at the end of the day, TSA decides what I can bring. Yeah, that's the truth. So friendly. Very back in Seattle and in California, of course, I carry a gun like everybody else. I'm a big believer in carrying a pistol. And if you carry, carry as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Carry a pistol, carry a, a med kit. I usually carry this Focus Research pocket kit. Which okay. has all the usual stuff, you know, it has a trauma kit, uh, it has uh, a combat gas, a SWAT team medical tape, and then um, I carry a uh, rat's tourniquet. And I know every type of gear, there's a million opinions of what, yeah, is, good yeah. and what is the best and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I am a strong believer in the way I was brought up is that what you carry right now is the best. And that's kind of what should be working for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Right now, I carry. Uh, the stick pistol, uh, the new one, uh, what's it called? The 365? Yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about that thing. Well, you know, I'm also kind of handicapped a little bit because I'm the ultimate gear queer. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I, I'm the old ultimate gear guy. And, really? Um, by that, I, I, I carry gear and I constantly um, feel like I'm researching different stuff because I never mm-hmm. really found the perfect, um, the perfect combination. So I'm always switching. So right now I carry the SIG. Yeah. It works pretty well, but I mean, I'm no gun guy. So for me, if a bullet comes out when I point it the right way and I'm relatively good at hitting the target, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Thanks a lot of training to become an expert. <laughs> yeah, no. Why did you, is that a pocket-sized uh, medical kit you have? It's like a back pocket-sized IFAC? Oh, the med kit here? Yeah. Yeah, it fits in my front pocket or it fits in my, uh, if I, I never really wear cargo pants, but if I do, it fits there. But more importantly, it fits in the front pocket of all my backpacks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I separate my med kits, so I have a trauma kit, and then I kind of have a feel good kit who has a, like a boo boo kit. That's what we call yeah, it. Exactly. Who has like your uh, cold medicine, your ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like band aid stuff. You didn't. You don't die from right. Yeah, for the client, like the kids who skins exactly. their knee. Do you have to have some dental floss and a bandage? <laughs> Do you have some bandage? Blah blah blah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But that you score. You know what? This is solid game because you will score so many points as an agent when the client's like, do you have some Motrin or exactly. you know, exactly. a Band-Aid or something to cut, help me with this cut? Exactly. And typically, typically when you have blisters on your shoes from wearing the wrong shoes or whatever, whatever. But there's also another thing people have to think about. And um, I've always taken great pride in being the advanced agent. I never really uh, enjoyed being uh, the number one guy. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of like made advance my game. And then to do that, you have to remember that you're in country about three times as long as anybody else on the team, meaning that there's three times as much chance of something happening to you. So you need to have a meeting with you. And when you think about that, if you're the advanced guy, you, route, you drive the routes at least three times, right? Meaning that you're also out in traffic three times as much as everybody else, if not nine times as much as everything. So yeah. chances of something happening to you is, uh, is bigger. So you have to be self-reliant. Kind of you have to be sure that you have your own medkits and stuff like that with you, right? Yeah, 100%. When I'm traveling, I'm kind of big on, on some other stuff. Um, Real quick, too, question. Yeah. So you keep your medical gear as like a second line item in your in like your day pack on your person, or do you keep it like in your vehicle? Well, I'm, I actually have two because mm-hmm. um, I don't believe that um, the few times I really had an emergency situation with the medical kit. Yeah all down for it in the cars. And one of them was in, in a high rise in London. 
and the mm-hmm. cars were parked downstairs and the driver were in the car and everything was fine. I get on the phone, I call for the med kit. Yeah. It still takes seven minutes to get up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The driver has to leave the car. He has to take the med kit with him. He has to go through and get into the building, get on an elevator, go up there, find the right floor, but because the driver never goes up doing the advance, right? And Murphy's involved. Murphy can get all into this. This is like a playground. <laughs> so if I hadn't had a pocket trauma kit, yeah. I wouldn't have had anything. And sometimes I even put a, um, like a, a regular first aid kit so I have bandages and all that stuff with me because the next thing you don't want to look like a douchebag to the client and pull out a tourniquet to stop kind of like a bleeding on his finger or whatever, and you always look, look prepared, right? Yeah. Then I know people say, oh, I carry my day pack with me all the time, and I get that, but truth of the matter is I don't. I'm not a backpack kind of guy. I mean, I typically operate in jeans, T-shirts. Um, maybe I have a, like an North Face vest on or an oversized shirt or whatever, so it has to be on my belt, and mm-hmm. uh, by being on the, my belt, I can't look like an undercover cop or whatever, right? So yeah. I'm really, really uh, low on what I can carry. So typically, a pocket trauma uh, thing, yeah. and then uh, make sure to carry uh, kind of like the trauma stuff is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then a small, like little first aid pouch, actually uh, focus research, not to kind of advertise anybody. Yeah, but- um, One of the issues that I also have is um, I have so many people around the world. So to stock up on something that's stocked, is kind of the way to go because how else do I control what the different people carry, right? Because what you carry also has to be what you're insured for. Yeah. And what you actually is allowed to do and stuff like that. So I have this little pouch here mm-hmm. who has like um, Band-Aid, alcohol wipes, uh, all the little burn gel, lip ointment, all the little electrolytes, all the little stuff, right? And these two- Right there, prepackaged. Yeah, fits in your pocket. But there's another thing people forget when they walk around and this is a big thing when you travel a lot, uh-huh. I typically throw these two in my back pocket or in my vest pocket, which is um, two escape masks, one yeah. for the client. They're not smoke masks. Okay. That doesn't exist in this form. <laughs> but they're escape masks, meaning that you can pull them over like a little hoodie so you don't get stuff in your eye, and there's a small filter that you can breathe through. Mm-hmm. And, of course, depending on how bad it is, it varies how long time it is, right? But yeah. there's a lot of things to it. I mean, of course, it has an actual function. But it also has a psychological function, right? You know how it is. If you give somebody a radio and say help will come, they will look at this radio until help gets there. Yeah. <laughs> give them an escape mask and escape. That'll kind of make them think of something else. And, and you can go out and, and kind of uh, do stuff, right? Deal with it. Yeah, you can deal with other problems. Exactly. And the thing about it is that when, when you travel, um, you also need them for hotels and whatever, whatever. And the reason why I carry two is that one doesn't last very long. And I have one for my client, but else I have two with me. Yeah. If, um, if, if I'm on the go. And I have this, I use this little uh, pouch here from a tap gear that kind of okay. opens up. And I have all my stuff typically stuffed in here. Mm-hmm. I have uh, the smoke masks. I have, I'm going to put this one here. I have this one here. And then I typically put in kind of my key thing. So it looks like this when I open it up and it has uh, nice. all the different stuff. I mean, I got my kind of small first aid thing here. I got a, a what do you call these things in English? Tweezers. Uh, yeah, uh, I got something here that can kind of like um, like a bomb, like a lip balm, you know, kind of like a menthol, and uh, you can smell it. So it's something kind of like you you need to make sure that the client is there, and you don't want to squeeze them or whatever, or if their nose is too or whatever. Yeah. But my lip thing. I got the most important tool of the EP agent to write on my um, 
tourniquets and the milk pen. Yeah, sure. Little marker for uh, agendas and stuff like that. I of course got my little uh, Shofar notepad. Uh, right in the rain, man. Nah, and then I got this thing, which I really enjoyed. It's um, for keys, like hard keys. Yeah, I've and seen those. I haven't tried them yet. Well, it actually comes with a tile in them, so you can trace them if you lose them. It comes with a small flashlight if you had lighter, if you had a charged it like I haven't. Awesome. And the cool thing about it is that I can break off and uh, have either the car key or, or whatever, right? And um, you can carry it in your pocket, so it's kind of like easy access or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of us used to carry the carabiners or the car keys or whatever, so we don't lose them. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. I know. But again, I'm trying trying something else. And, and this technology, is, uh, man. Then I always carry uh, an extra toothbrush because if you travel a lot, there's always a chance that you lose your um, toiletries and yeah, and you lose whatever. And also the other thing is if you're um, with your day pack and you know you eat on the go all the time. Oh yeah, it's not always the most healthy stuff, so you don't want to smell like uh, like mm-hmm. whatever you ate that day. Burgers. Started adding these that I pick up in the airport, which is like small pockets of uh, wet wipes. They actually have them for like a dollar and a half or whatever in, uh, in the airport. And that's another that's another one of those small items that clients, yeah. I feel like, have appreciated. Oh. Wet wipes, hand sanitizer. When they see you have that and they yeah. need it, it's like, boom, level up. You get like two points each time. Exactly, exactly. Then at the moment, I carry this uh, stiletto flashlight from Surefire. Okay, I'm sweet. Big gear guy, like I said. I mean, if it's this one or another one, it doesn't really matter as long as you have a flashlight. Yeah, light source. It's a little screwdriver with different uh, Phillips heads and stuff like that. This is important because it's one of the ones that you can use to uh, tighten up sunglasses and, and glasses in general. You know, people are all big into tactical pain, pins. I don't really know if it works or not. And I'm kind of like, oh, I carry a tactical pin. To me, it's kind of like, um, what can a tactical pin do that a regular pin can't do? But you know, everyone, I, like, I really like this uh, Surefire one because it looks like a regular pen. It actually looks like a regular pen. Yeah. It does. And the cool How thing tactical is, is it if it looks like a tactical pen? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and my whole thing is like I paid almost 100 bucks for this. And that's the reason why I have it with me all the time because I actually have a pen that I paid for. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then I carry this one in my uh, day pack, which is one okay. of the warlocks that I've uh, kind of shown on videos and stuff before. Uh, and the um, I this one is that first of all if i'm in a hotel i can use this to lock the door but the other thing is also nowadays when we talk active shooter and all that stuff if i think i'm gonna go out and fight an active shooter even if i'm armed i'm not really an ep agent mm-hmm. yeah so my job no matter where i am if there's an active shooter is to run away if we can and if we can get out of there, stuff like that but when you really think about it most of my clients work in these really busy business districts right yeah. These really tall buildings and stuff like that or, or big campuses. So if there is an active shooter, the chances of us getting to the car. Yeah. And secondly, if we get to the car, can we drive anywhere? Mm. So I always have to think that one through and say to myself, um, if I have to hide somewhere, I need to be able to barricade the door. This yeah. one can do that and it can barricade the door. I can leave it behind and we can run so I can make an obstacle that might give us the time that we need. And at the same time, it can help me when I'm in hotels and stuff like that and it doesn't weigh much. So it's it's always in my day pack and um, it's actually uh, pretty cool because TSA doesn't even... Uh, <laughs> it, well, it's not that it's illegal or anything, but it's more like um, they don't really uh, pull me aside for it, which is yeah. another thing that's important to me because like I said, I travel all the time. Yeah. And so then wait, the thing that's, what was that tool called again? And where can we find it? Uh, which one? 
the door stopping mechanism. I've been oh, seeing one, it's called the Adalock. Adalock. And like anybody else who travels a lot, you probably have an Amazon Prime account because what else would we do at night, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm guilty of that too, and that that's where I got most of my gadgets, and it's like ten bucks or whatever. So yeah, no, I'm gonna put all this stuff up on the Amazon on an Amazon store for the podcast too. Yeah, you should, you should. And lastly, I carry a a roll of um, duct tape. Duct tape. Yeah, and the reason for this is again, it goes back to fire safety. And if you have to barricade yourself in a room or whatever, um, you can actually uh, make it somehow smoke-proof or dust-proof by um, taping the doorway all the way around, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. And if you can't fix it with duct tape. It's, it's not it's worth fixing it. Right? <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, I hate showing this, but since I'm on the road all the time, this is kind of like my cable thing. Wow. Kind of like cables for everything, right? Yeah. So, one of the things that I'm big into is that, um, like I said, I live on the road. And these days, I'm actually, to be honest, and, and I know people are going to hate me now, more businessman that I'm actually an EP agent. <laughs> I do a lot of traveling where I do presentations and stuff like that. And and my whole thing is um, there's nothing worse than the people who come to do a presentation of something and they cannot connect. Because they don't have the gear. They don't have the right cable or whatever. So I'm actually pretty proud of um, having a connection for everything. Wow. Yeah, but you know, it's also one time we were in, in the deepest part of Africa. Yeah. We couldn't communicate with this plane that came in because the charger was broken. So we couldn't charge this radio and we weren't responsible for this. But me and my buddy look at each other and we go like, how does that charger look? And you literally dump out all your adapters <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and eventually we managed to charge uh, the adapter or the, the radio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I connector to connector to charger to connect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I carry a few of these always, you know, for um, charging in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we carry, we're pretty big on carrying these things around now that we give to all our clients. It's the data blockers. Um, so we kind of, uh, every time you charge in a USB cable, mm-hmm. there's a chance that somebody, when you pull out power, there's a chance that they pull out information. Yep. So when you put these in between them, so they, it kind of become a one-way cable. So it's only you who can charge. They can't go the other way. Awesome. So, that means I don't have a problem charging on the plane. I don't have a, char- a problem charging. And, and whenever we go to a uh, hotel room and, and we prep for the client, we put these in all the USB ports. So if they should, um, you know, you tell them they shouldn't use them, but that's not the same as they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah, so if you put these in there, at least you've done your due diligence, right? And, and, and you tried. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I also try to buy all my gear so adapt, adapters kind of fits. So I kind of get it uh, down to as little as possible. So I, I, I use the same cable for my iPad as I use for my computer. Mm-hmm. I use the same um, uh, cable for my phone as I use for my modem and stuff like that. We're big on carrying, I don't know if you've seen these, these Sky Roams. Hmm. No. When you go around the world, you don't need to... Uh, get a new SIM card everywhere you go. It's $10 a day and you can do unlimited data all around the world. It's where there's mobile connection, right? Yeah. Now this podcast right here is already worth. <laughs> yeah, the cool thing about this for me is if you can imagine you have six, seven, 800 agents that travels, right? Okay. If they all, all have um, an account that needs to be built or built back to the client or whatever. We can actually manage this by giving them these modems and screwing them and using them because all of a sudden you only have a ten dollar data, right? Wow. And the people who is used to traveling to Nigeria or whatever, 
that knows that the prices for data can easily be jacked up. So if you have, let's say you have two guys there for 10 days that has to pay $100 in data, mm -hmm. that's $2,000, right? Are you going to be able to invoice that back to the client or how does that work, right? Right. So there's a lot of things you have to, to think about with that whole thing. What was that piece called? It's called a Skyroam. Skyroam. Yeah, Skyroam, baby. And it also has a power, power bank in it. And the cool thing for us is um, we put this stuff in the cars. So when the client comes in after a long flight or whatever, and they go, hey, Christian, uh, how do I get on the internet here? I go, just log on to my Skyroam and we make a code that's really easy and stuff like that. So three-point shot. <laughs> it's one of those things, if you sit with them and you get stuck in traffic, they complain, right? Oh, yeah. You can, uh, tell them that, hey, there's cold drinks and you can log on to the internet so you can do your emails while we get to the hotel. It's just easier. It's right? much easier than they're not paying attention to the turns right. you're making and right, 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 right. Shirt is, and, you yep. know, like, yep, 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 yep. Lessens the friction, man. You got to be thinking about it. That's good mm -hmm. stuff. And then the last thing I carry is these. I don't know if you've seen these. They're a little expensive. Okay. But, um, it's kind of like a power bank on steroids. They're I was like, going to ask you about power big, source. They're the biggest ones you can carry legally on the plane, okay. right? And you can actually uh, charge your full laptop two or three times on these, meaning that you can charge your phone six, seven, eight times or your iPad four or five times or whatever. And you can uh, charge up to five devices at the same time and all that stuff. Outstanding. And that's a, what's that called? Um, this one is from Omnitech, but I carry, I have two different models I test out. I have a Gold Zero one and I have this Omnitech one. The Gold Zero one is a little bit bigger, but I kind of like it a little bit better because it's more sturdy, but it also takes up a little bit more room. Yeah. But um, the other one is from Omnitech, uh, Omnicharge, sorry. And um, they both do the same thing. So and it's just really a power bank. I would look up Omnitech okay. power bank. Yeah. yeah. Power bank on steroids. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's uh, enough apple juice for days in there. <laughs> it is. It is. And then uh, on my kind of like uh, side of being able to have a good life, like everybody else, I have noise canceling headphones. Mm -hmm. I have my iPad, which, uh, of course, like everybody else, run Netflix and, and whatever, whatever. I carry a small speaker, which is pretty important to me because I can, one, listen to music and stuff like that, but I can also do conference calls and, and whatever else. Um, mm -hmm. What else do I carry? I carry one of these uh, Answer card holders from Jens Answer, a Danish knife maker. Huh. I always have business cards in good quality. I don't know if you guys ever have had that thing. You have them in your wallet. And you go to uh, the King's Palace of someone and some... And you better have a card. That's a thing. Well, you better have a card, but it doesn't... It can't look like you. it's the only one you ever had and you had it in your wallet for 20 years. Right? And it's been in the dishwashing machine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you got to have something that can protect yep. your cards. Exactly. Exactly. And then I just picked up one of these, which I think is really cool. A lot okay. of times, you know, I work on planes, I work in the lounge or whatever. And I want to keep my backpack handy so I can see it at all times or whatever yeah. that doesn't get stolen. And it's actually one of these, you can clip them in and you can clip your backpack in and it can kind of like hang everywhere. Right there next to you. Yeah, but you can also hang your jackets or you can kind of like uh, put keys in it, a bundle or whatever. Yeah. And is it necessary? I don't know, but they had it in, in REI last time I was there and I actually have gotten to use it quite a bit. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess... I always just grab a chair and put my bag on it. So that's just as good. Now my bag's right there. It is. Right there. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so what's so up? Good. Um, oh, yeah. What else do I carry? I carry uh, at the moment. 
I know you know these. I'm pretty. Oh yeah. With the EP back, I actually made an upgrade to it. Yeah. So it makes this. Um, I care. Bulletproof, bulletproof panel. Mm-hmm. Um, let me do this. So you can see it for their backpack, and it actually fits in right here in the back. So there's a, a bulletproof panel in this one in the back, right? Outstanding. This little back has gotten even better for me because all of a sudden, like, if I had to, I could kind of put it up like this, right? And yeah. strap, strap it up or tighten it up. And I would have at least something that reminded you of some kind of body armor. Absolutely. And it weighs nothing. TSA has no problems with it, whatever. And um, it's actually pretty cool. And I would even say that by pretending you had something. Nine out of ten times, I don't carry internationally or actually you never carry internationally. Mm-hmm. But... You know, the back fits into you can strap in your pistol on top of it or whatever. And yeah. Use them for quite a few uh, active shooter setups as well. It, 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 yeah. it works pretty well. And if I don't use that one, I normally right now carry uh, this tag gear. I'm a big fan of, of the tag gear stuff. I don't know why, but I okay. guess I am. I like it better than most. And if I want to be real incognito, I'm trying to run this uh, Maxpedition back because mostly because it looks like middle- that. It's tactical as it does, right? Yeah, it's kind of just like a backpack. Yeah, exactly. I'm 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 big into trying to uh, to blend in and don't give out the EP look or uh, the contrast look, especially when when I'm overseas and stuff like that. I, there was nothing worse than taking the plane out of Dubai like ten years ago, and it would be the five eleven brigade. Yeah, the ten twenty two. And I, hey, I mean, I'm a big five eleven fan. There's nothing wrong with that in, in my book. I actually. Uh, use a lot of their shirts. I use a lot of their t-shirts and especially their new line. I, I absolutely love it. They have transitioned their game quite oh, a bit. I'm actually wearing a lot of their stuff now. The exactly. exactly. Actually, uh, uh, are awesome. if you saw, I posted that. I use my uh, Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah. Sometimes. And That's I awesome. Now out of 5.11 stuff, right? So you have um, yeah. your Max preloaded and... Um, even if you have to use it like a um, a go bag, right? Yeah. You throw your bag in and you can preload all your magazines and then just dump it into the bag and nobody will pay attention to it. And you come out with, if I kit this up and, and it's for pistol only, I can have 30 pistol max on it. Done. That should be enough, right? That can get you home. What is the bulletproof panel Do you mind uh, that you have in the EP admin bag? The one I use as well. Uh-huh. get one of those those things are awesome yeah. um where'd you get that what type of panel or where'd you get that you have to get it custom or somebody no, do no, it? actually um this one um Tatia makes for their backpacks so it's the same that fits in this one right okay and by coincidence when i was sitting here playing with it and i, I call it research and development right of course of course where you can kind of like uh, maybe take some of your gear and get it paid for by by the <laughs> state right I'm with you, man. I do it. Yeah. Somebody has to research this stuff, right? <laughs> we, well, we got to take it out in the field and make sure it's good, make sure it works. Right. And you need to buy this because if it doesn't work, then you can't put your life on it, right? Right. But actually, the panel, and it's really cool. It's, it's a stiff panel and it's level 3A. Um, of course, it would be nice if it was more than that, but um, better. better and you know what's really cool about it? I didn't bring one here today. Mm-hmm fits in your little laptop bags as well. So even if you had a laptop with you, right, and a little laptop bag, you could put this in here and that would still kind of like cover most of the, the same as a, as a hard plate, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. The second you pulled it out, I was like, that looks like fit right yeah. in my laptop. 
Uh, it does. So, you know, so that's good for most backpacks that have a laptop compartment, essentially. I think so. I think so. On the, uh, there's actually a bunch of bulletproof uh, panels if you go on Amazon as well. The cool thing about this one um, from uh, Maxpedition is I got a soft body armor panel that I didn't bring in. I only paid like 110 bucks for it, but it fits in the big room here in the back. And actually, um, if you have to walk for long distance of time, sits in the in the thick poultry. You are now listening to an EDC episode of the podcast. Please keep in mind that anything that's referenced on the podcast as far as gear is also made available in my Amazon store. So visit Byron's Amazon store to scoop up any of the gear we talk about. And this is a series, man. So the EDC episodes are going to keep coming as I talk with new professionals. We're going to get more and more information on what people are carrying and operating with out there in the game. Enjoy. Boom. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Byron Rogers uh, with Executive Protection Lifestyle. We're doing our next chapter in our EDC considerations. And I've got Ivor Terrett with me today. How you doing, Ivor? Great, Byron. Thanks for having me on the podcast again. This is a, a privilege and it's awesome. Yeah, man. It's always an honor. Your last episode, bro. If you look and uh, SoundCloud is one of our top three trending episodes, man. So uh, uh, all the stuff we talked about Thank on you. covert protection and it's it's on point. It's good stuff. Cool. Cool. Thank awesome. You. So I'm glad to have you back. So just real quick background for folks that didn't hear that one, and then we'll get into the EDC. Okay, sure. So I've been in the industry for uh, since late 1992. I'm not going to do the math now. If we're good at math, you know. Yeah, right. Um, So uh, 1992, uh, a lot of it operational. I'm not that operational anymore. Um, Did some government work, service in the IDF, but it's time in the Israeli police, and then working with friendly agencies around the world. Um, right now, I run a small consultancy, Enablement Advisors, and we provide services to multinational corporations and ultra high net worth. Awesome. Solid, man. That's it's Yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, Ivor is well-respected in the industry. Uh, it's He's just one of those guys that has been, he's been teaching and contributing for a while. So good to have him, man. Um, so EDC stands for Everyday Carry. Yep. Uh, Everyday Carry Considerations. What do you suggest? Why do you suggest it? How do you approach it? It's actually a great topic. Um, and I think it's quite interesting, actually. Yes. Uh, Good. Um, so what does everyday carry mean? You know, and that's a rhetorical question. Are we right. talking about firearms? Are we talking about other kits? And the answer is, it depends. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. boils down to, right down to the beginning of everything we talk about, which is, what are the risks that we're trying? What are the risks that we're trying to mitigate with these tools? What is probable and critical that can happen to us, or if we're working to our clients that we're looking after, or the fixed site that we're protecting, or whatever we're doing? Um, so I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that I like to have what I need, but only what I need. I like mm-hmm. to travel light. Okay. Right? Minimalist. Absolutely. I don't like to be bugged down with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes, especially in the covert realm, it complicates things. Mm. Right. So if the risk doesn't warrant that I carry, I don't know, two spare mags, for example. Yeah. How am I going to explain two spare mags in a firearm if I'm going to a secure area? How does that fit with my cover story? How does it work if it's 100 degrees outside? Mm -hmm. And then if I'm concealing it in a bag, maybe I've got a purpose specific bag made to look like something innocent, but it's really got all my gear in it. 
then have I been training with that bag? Have I been with that on the range? Or do I travel or train with it on my hip? Yeah. So whatever we carry, we must train with it as we carry and only carry what we need. Um, mm. so something I'm fond of carrying is an IFAC. Um, so basic basic emergency medical stuff. Yeah. Generally speaking, unless we're in really a rural area or a developing country, emerging market, as we say, um, mm. unless I'm in an area like that, usually there's good emergency medical services just a few minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't need more than that. I just like to have that sort of stuff. To me, that's more important than weapons for everyday carry. Now, mm-hmm. maybe that's where I am. I live in Israel. Um, yes, there's crime. Yes, there's terrorism. But it's not, you know, I feel safer here than I do some other places, first world countries walking downtown at night. Yeah. So to me, to me personally, that's more important. That sort of thing. Uh, a multi-tool is very useful, mm-hmm. sometimes with or without a blade, depending where mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can get a blade in or out, kind of. And if well, I need it. Yeah. To me, what's important is a good pair of pliers and something to cut a seatbelt if I have to help take someone or if I have to help myself out of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Those things are more important to me um, than the weapons and stuff if I'm not mm-hmm. working. Right? Work, yeah. work is different for everyday carry. Um, and risk, risk, location, cover, everything else will uh, determine or define what I'm going to use at work. Um And then again, whatever I'm carrying, I need to train with that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm carrying a weapon concealed, I need to train exactly as I'm going to be working and I need to use it at work exactly as I've trained to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, So that's that's a definite. Those are my considerations. Um, so I'm it's, gonna, it's relative to the, relative to the mission. So it's not like a one thing you always correct. have these things on you. It's, it's a tool. A, yeah. So it's relative it's to do the job. Exactly. The same thing as if I'm, if I'm working on a, 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 a great classic motor vehicle with carburetors, I'll need different tools. than if I'm working with a fuel injected vehicle or a right. computer based vehicle, right? Right. It's so it's based on what we do. Um, I think it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, of course, we have this standard every day, what's my preference to carry. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, it's a tool. It's the same as what watch am I going to wear, right? Yeah. Watch is great. It's a fashion statement, but it's also a tool. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going now on a, if I've got a three-week trip, am I going to wear a rechargeable to, uh, watch that I've got to take a, uh, a charger with, a USB charger, or am I going to take a self-winding watch? Or am I going to take a quartz watch that can run out of battery? So mm-hmm. what's the right tool for the job? Um, Because that's really what we carry. It's tools. Yeah, absolutely. More more importantly, ask me, you know, what shoes I wear. That's that's everyday carry to me. That's what's really important. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, as I get older, I'm moving away from the the combat related stuff and more towards the medical stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, maybe carrying an aspirin for someone is as important, if not more important than a firearm. Yeah. Unless the risk warrants the firearm. Because mm-hmm. that aspirin, when you when some when a client's got a headache or something's going on, or I mean, even when worse, having, or when they're having a heart condition and you yeah. want to just run out the blood real quick, because there's more chance of that happening in most situations mm-hmm. than getting into a running gunfight, ninja Viking acrobatics, right? <laughs> ninja Viking acrobatics. But if, if the, it's if, true. If it's needed, if the risk warrants it, absolutely mm-hmm. go full out, full ninja Viking. Full ninja marking, yeah. but only what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, we could go in and we could say we might need this, and I might need 
water purification tablets and I might need mm-hmm. you know, a multi-purpose uh, zombie knife or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. That's okay if I need it. So if I'm going to, if I'm going on safari in Africa. Yeah. Or in the Far East or up the mountain somewhere, absolutely take your survival gear. Mm-hmm. Do I need that downtown Vegas? Probably not. Yeah. Right? Um, so, no. so that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's all about what we need. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. But, like, what shoes do you wear, though? Because, <laughs> hey, that's health, man. Whether you're a grunt in the field or you're a, a bouncer standing at a, at a door next to a absolutely. stage. Uh, we've had, me and my buddies Rock, have had some conversations about this. Go ahead. Rockport Echo. Um, you know, these are, these are good shoes. You can't go wrong with Timberland. It depends what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those are the directions I go in. Um, I've actually just got some Australian work boots. Okay. Called Stones. Called what? Blunt Stones. Okay. Okay. Recommended for everyone. They're fantastic. They work great with everyday stuff. Work well with jeans, non-slip soles, um, very little arch support, so you're not overcompensating with stuff. And they're robust, very, very robust, and they look good. Awesome. So check those out at REI and I don't get a percentage. I'm not a, I'm not sponsored. By <laughs> no, that's, this is good gouge, man. Me and my buddies have gone, did, have had great conversations about Cole Hans versus echoes versus cause you, Hey, it's health, man. You're on your feet all day, every day. And you so, got to look good and you've got to be efficient, you know? But it's again, everyone's feet are different and that's everyone's true. jobs are different. So it depends, but I'll give you an example. I was mm-hmm. doing work in uh, Mumbai, India. Have you been to Mumbai? Yes, sir. And I had, a, I had my favorite pair of Rockports on there. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'd been wearing them for a while. But I didn't realize quite how much time I'd spent in them mm-hmm. until it rained. And that yeah. beautiful Mumbai water came up through the sole of one of my shoes. No. <laughs> yeah. So shoes are critical. Make sure they're in good condition. Um, never, ever wear new shoes on a job. Mm-hmm. Wear them in. Take yeah. them out, wear them on the weekend, wear them at home. Just like, just like your army boots, mm-hmm. those first few days can be hell, right? So never wear Absolutely. your army boots, you want an operation. Same thing. Um, another thing which is very important to me, sunglasses. Um, I know that there's folks um, that have the mindset that if you're doing COVID, you can't wear sunglasses. I'm of the mindset, that if there's a glare, wear sunglasses, right? It's a tool, you're protecting your eyes. Your eyes have, we only got one set. Um, and it's a tool. You don't have to go full tactical Oakley, but you can absolutely wear sunglasses. That's a huge one when it's sunny. Um, yeah. Don't wear them indoors or when it's not sunny. But if you're working outdoors in the sun, that's a huge, to me, that's everyday carry. What's going to help me do my job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the time. And then, of course, you know, there's the emergency stuff if I'm expecting an emergency and I'll prepare for that. But it's based off what's, what's tangible, mm-hmm. uh, what's probable. Yeah. So, Am I driving with the principal? Fantastic. Maybe I'm going to have a fire extinguisher in the vehicle or um, one of those balls. I don't remember what it's called. I've actually got it in my private vehicle. It's mm-hmm. a cool little ball that you throw into a fire and the heat makes it explode and puts the fire out. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Um, but I, Yeah. We'll have so to look Martin, them up. We'll put some links in this thing. Martin after. Nielsen was going to review it. He put something up on Facebook a while ago. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the name, but Martin will know the name. Um, yeah. And that sort of thing. And that sort of thing I used uh, probably a month ago. I was driving on the highway. The car in front had a, a mini explosion come out from underneath. Wow. Um, the first thing that crossed my mind, I was in the Middle East, was 
mini v gone wrong or uh, assassination. The mafia often assassinates people like that here, mm-hmm. the local mafia. Car pulled to the side. Three youngsters got out, ran away from the car. They didn't look like they were anything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... So I, got, I gave the guy the ball and I said, toss it in your car, save your car. Um, I wasn't going to do it. It's his car. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff works. So that everyday carries stuff that I need. Um, yeah. You know, the medical stuff, definitely. Those are the stuff that for me is everyday carry. Um, I'm not concerned about someone coming to do a hit on me or beat on me or anything like that. Um, I don't feel that I need to have a fire on me all the time. If, mm. if I need it, I'll, I'll take it. But that's not everyday for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, that's everyday carry. And those are the considerations that I have is what do I need? What tools do I need? Yeah. And what is too much to carry? What mm. don't I need? Because we want to cut down. Mm. Uh, I find that often in our industry, we carry too much stuff because it helps us feel secure. Mm-hmm. And that's a totally normal thing because we trained our DNA and our wiring is be ready for anything, be ready for that one time. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, carry what you need for what is probable for that one time. Do I need a smoke mask if I'm traveling? Absolutely. If I'm in a hotel, absolutely. Do I need it if I'm going to the beach? Probably not. Yeah. Right. Do I need a smoke mask if I'm going for a trail run or my mountain bike? Probably not, because to me that's every day. Right. Uh, do I need a smoke mask if I'm traveling with the principal? Maybe, but then shouldn't I have two or three smoke masks? Who's going to have the smoke mask? Me or the principal? <laughs> so all these things are important and they have their place. But what is the job? What is the probability? And and what is the need? Um, so I'm all for taking kits. I'm all for carrying what you need, but only what you need. Awesome. What about, are there any standout specific pieces of gear that have been like faithful? Like I really like my da, 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 da when I work, you know? Um, no, <laughs> that's what's up. No, <laughs> no this is, this is one mind, <laughs> many tools. I was yeah. like, okay, you know, what do we got so, here? I'll make so on a, seri- a serious note. Yes. I enjoy Leatherman stuff. I enjoy Gerber stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any of the big names, absolutely. Rockport, Echo, yeah. um, the, you know, the shoes that I mentioned, the Blundstones. Uh, watches are a biggie for me. So okay. watches are huge for me. Why? Um, what am I doing? A watch is a tool. I love watches and mm-hmm. I feel good with them, but they're a tool. So right now, right now I'm, I'm wearing my Garmin, right? So Yeah, boy. <laughs> good man. So what yeah. am I doing with this? And how have I used it operationally? Okay. So the downside is it needs charged, yep. but it lasts me probably a week or so with regular use if I'm not doing sports. But sometimes I'm in a city that I don't know. I don't necessarily know my north from my south, from my east, from my west. I don't always have a chance to look up at the sun or the horizon and see what's going on. Maybe I'm in a building, got my compass. I can pull it up. I know direction. It's got a barometer. I can tell if there's going to be a dramatic weather change. Um, so stuff like that, it's absolutely got. Can do timings, can map routes, um, can even map driving routes with it. Right, so everything I need is here as a tool, um, but you know it doesn't look the fanciest. Um, and then if I don't use those tools, then I've got a faithful uh, Omega Seamaster, uh, which is pretty much indestructible. Always keeps the time, never needs a battery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's fantastic. And that combined actually with the sun, you can actually see north, south, east, west if you know the technique. Any watch really with a bezel. Uh, you can do that with a 12 o'clock and a bezel. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are tools without a doubt, or, or that's a tool without a doubt. Um, that shoes, clothes are pretty important. Yeah. Right? So get good 
quality clothing. You don't need to spend a lot of money, but if you're getting clothing that's made cheaper, it's going to tear easier. You're going to smell, you're going to get BO quicker. So all these things are important when we're working for our comfort, because if we're not comfortable, we're thinking about our discomfort. We're not thinking about our job. Mm-hmm. Good traits. If we're hungry, we're thinking about lunch or food or when we're getting a break, or we're thinking of the dick that didn't come replace us on time. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with clothes. If clothes don't fit you well, if they don't feel good, we're going to be thinking, I'm uncomfortable, pants are too tight, pants are too loose, I feel like I'm going to fall when I walk. So comfort is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot stress that enough, especially when you're working operationally. And as you know, some days can be a four-hour day where you're waiting, doing nothing, and some days can be a 21-hour day where you're just on the go. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, so comfort's important. Flashlight is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so flashlight's important. I don't travel with the flashlight with the very cool, and I'm not being sarcastic when I say it. But no, the no, very get after it, man. Tactical, with a tactical bezel for the flashlight for window breaking and skull smashing. I think it's awesome. <laughs> no, I think it's an awesome tool. Yes, yes. But am I going to get on an aircraft with it? If I'm working covertly, how am I going to explain having that? Yeah. Right? Um, do I really need it? And can it really smash something better than a regular flashlight? Yeah, as long as the flashlight's still. Um, tactical pens. I'm a huge fan if it doesn't look like a tactical pen. Boom. Right? Exactly. I'm not going to use it for fighting. I'm not going to use it to stab someone in the cheek or or break their skull. (laughs) Um, It's not, if I need to, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is, do I have to smash a vehicle window to help get someone out or help get me out? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What do I, it's a tool. It's tactical, but not for the fighting aspect. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are some of the, just some of the tools that, that I would use or carry. But as I said, it's, it's very minimalist. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what do we call it in, in American English? The um, uh, parachute cord, paracord, bracelets. Oh, 550 like cord, paracord, yeah. No, no issue with that. Mm-hmm. But I won't wear it on my wrist. I'll have it in my bag or in my pocket. Um, if I'm operational, if yeah. I think I'll need it. Um, and where have I used it actually? I was with a client and they were using a Jeep, a rented Jeep, and they put the window down or they wanted the window down and folds it upwards. Yeah. Uh, and the clip was broken. So we used some paracord to just secure it up. That's pretty much the only time I've used it in an operation. That's real EP right there. That is really, everyone thinks <laughs> it's so like high speed. That right there got you points with the client. It was a good day. That's exactly. real work right there, man. That's- um, you know, we've all, you know, well, some of us, you know, there's been the more, you know, risk. Stuff and high. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, when that happens, you want the tool that's fit for the job that you know how to use, that you've trained with. When I say trained with, we don't need to train to use a Leatherman. But that goes back to, am I carrying a knife for fighting? Do I know how to fight with that knife? Mm-hmm. What are the legal ramifications if I fight with that knife? Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the, I prefer to be tried by 12 than carried by six. But within reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, within yeah. reason. So am I, do I know how to knife fight? Am I going to carry a knife? Why do I have a knife? Is it a tool? Or will a leather man do the same job? Or will a two-inch blade do the same job to cut something? Where Where am I? Yeah. Am I yeah. in Silicon Valley or financial district of New York City? Or am I going through a, uh, a jungle in you know, Colombia? Yeah. yeah. So, so what am I doing? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, that's you know, I think, right I, think I got my point across. Yeah. Carry what you need, need what you carry, use a train with it. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you a story, quick mm-hmm. story. I know that you said there should be 10 minutes, but we've been getting yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> so, It's all good. Story. Um, 
when, when I was younger and I had lots of hair and it wasn't white, yeah, I've got a little bit of hair now. I like can... the haircut though. I like the haircut today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I used to carry a, a fanny pack. Uh-huh. Okay. You guys like your fanny packs. In Israel, you guys rock the fanny packs. Man. Right. So I used to carry a fanny pack when I was right at the beginning of my uh, career, if you will. Mm-hmm. In my fanny pack, I had a firearm and all my stuff. And one day, my um, colleague slash commander said to me, we're going to the range. This wasn't in Israel, by the way. This was another country, right? Mm-hmm. They said, this was in Cape Town in South Africa. So the guy I was working for said, come, we're going to the range. So I said, cool. And, and South Africa had just got, this was early 90s. They had just got the um, you know, video simulation shooting things. Okay. You know, we stand in a room and it, it projects the scene on the wall and it's a video and you shoot into the Scenarios. wall. And just, yeah. So South Africa had just got it. was new. It was the only one in Cape Town. It said, come, let's go. So I said, cool. So we get to the range and I've got my, my holster behind my hip and my weapon. And he says, no, 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 not like that. He says, you came in here with your weapon in the fanny pack. Put it in the fanny pack. Uh. <laughs> and the scenario came and I was like, what the, what the fuck? I'm like, where, where do I start? I can't open it and it's falling off. And hold on. Hold, hold on. Right. Because I didn't train like that. So that was a fantastic lesson that I learned in a training environment. And since then, I preach, train like you carry, carry like you train. Mm-hmm. And that's for everything, right? So there's, there's small tips if we talk about everyday carry. Yeah. Um, on, on my weapon side, if I'm carrying a weapon, I'll never have anything else on that side of my belt, mm-hmm. right? Because under stress, you grab, oh, and I bring up my flashlight. What am I I'm going to shine at the guy now instead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't carry stuff right up against your mag pouches because in a hot situation, you want to draw your mag and you want to be looking at the target. I don't want to be fumbling and saying, oh, I got my leather man or I got my radio. Let me just look what's going on. Uh, so separate the emergency stuff from the other stuff. Separate your weapon and your magazines from the other stuff. Yeah. Um, and practice like that. You see someone who's training firearms and I know you, you're pretty big in firearms and, and you, mm. you live that lifestyle, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, America, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But, <laughs> but right, right, uh, right. you know, watch the guys that train and see who, when they're on the range and they're looking at the target, holsters their weapon while they're looking at the target and see who has to look at the holster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the guys that are looking at the target that are more comfortable with their setup. That's where you want to be. Yeah. So it, and that goes back to everyday carry. Mm-hmm. Carry like you train, train like you train carry. Like you carry. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes to whatever you, whatever you're using. Um, I, I just uh, did a fantastic um, TECC class, so TCCC, but for civilians. Yeah. Um, and the instructor who's a former special forces guy said a very smart thing. Awesome. They said, if you're carrying, if you're carrying your tourniquet and it, with your little pack and it comes all wrapped up in plastic, mm. open it. Cause if you have to apply it on yourself and you've got blood and stuff, you're not going to be able to open that. Um, so it's the stuff like that. It's just the small things. Get ready what you might need. Prepare everything. Don't carry what you don't need, folks. It's just uncomfortable. It makes us hot. It makes us heavy. And if you're working covertly, it can prevent you doing your job if you if it doesn't yeah. suit your your cover and cover story. So those are really the keys. Can printing. Yeah, no, that's awesome stuff, man. I love it. I love that the conversation evolved from specific pocket items into principles because I think that's more valuable for the end user. You know, like even the stuff about, you know, the, the clothing considerations, uh, the footwear considerations, like these are the types of things that are really like 
on a daily basis, you need to do these types of things, right? Um, and it, it, they're major considerations for guys out there in the field, you know, because those are the things that make you make mistakes, <laughs> you know, you. you know, and, and all of it's important, but uh, yeah, that's like the real field craft. You know, how do you look, how do you present, how does the way that you're dressed going to cause you to perform, you know, and how do you, what considerations go into what you have on your body? This is what we're talking about. It's good stuff. Exactly. And, and, and another thing is, in addition to listening to this podcast, which I know is going to have some, a lot of good folks together giving their inputs, mm-hmm. everyone has their own um, philosophy. Body. Everyone philosophy. has their own body. Everything has what works for them. That's just mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go minimalist. That's me. No one's wrong. That's just what works for me. Um, that's the one thing. The other thing to everyone who's watching, um, and, and I know there's good people that are going to be giving great input to this podcast. In addition to this, do what you do and ask on social media. I've seen a lot of posts say, what shoes do you recommend? What tailors do you recommend for a suit? Those are good questions. Keep on asking. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I still try new things all the time because yeah. you know, it's not always suitable for a job. And make sure you travel with what you need, right? So we're traveling EP and only what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very, very experienced EP agent told me many years back, they said they only travel maximum of four days worth of stuff. Anything else they can buy or launder. Really? really? Yeah. Wow. Four That's days worth of stuff. Um, so what it depends. The reason? Um, the reason was that they don't have to check a bag. Ah, so it's just, it's fluid, the carry-on status, man. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So they can get off the aircraft and go, um, and anything they need, they can buy, right? Because you've got your company credit card, you get authorization, expense it within reason. Um, You know, I've had an agent come come out to Israel that I was supporting a a few years back. Their luggage got lost. So I picked them up from the airport and we went to go buy a suit because the next day the principal was coming and they were presenting – you know, a, a keynote speech in a, you know, in a formal environment. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that so Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've seen it happen multiple times. Exactly. And if, if we, if the, the folks watching this understand the principles of why do we choose things? Yeah. The what we choose is easy. Yeah. Do I, do I really need this tack pen or do I want to spend money and get a nice quality regular pen that doesn't look tactical, but it's made of stainless steel? going to do yeah. the same job, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Um, and I'm not against the tech pens. I'm just saying there are options out there. Where am I going? Yeah. Do I want to be the gray man or do I want to be the guy with the tactical pen? Right. And I carry a tactical pen sometimes. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do I need it always? There's other options. Maybe I'm going to go spend a hundred bucks on a pen, which isn't, isn't even mid-range. But if it's stainless steel and I've got to break a window with it, I can break a window with it. Yeah, I can drive yeah. it. Exactly. I dig it, man. No, that's good stuff. Uh, you said a lot of good stuff in there. And, and, and another thing, uh-huh. important belt, quality belt. You don't need a gun belt unless you're carrying a gun, but a quality belt is important. You don't know what you're going to clip on it. You need to hold your pants up, but you want something that's not going to fall apart and then you can use for your tools if you need to. Another thing, sorry to cut you off because you've got get, me going now. Get after it. No, I've got time. I'm- a fantastic tool for EP if you're working armed or unarmed, right? Um, I'm pretty sure they're available in the States. We use them here quite often. It's an elasticized belt that you just slip on. It's a, you know, it's a big, it's very broad, hmm. elastic with Velcro. You just pull it closed and it's got all your pouches for your kit. Wow. So 
It's used for two things. One, it's used for covertly. You can put it under your jeans and cover it with a top. Yeah, but belly band is what they call those. Belly band. But more than that, if I'm going to sleep and I'm in a mid to high risk situation that I've got all my tools, even if there's no firearm in there, maybe yeah. it's got my flashlights and my smoke hood and my ID hat, whatever it is, right? Yeah. It's really next to my bed. If I get up and I've got a bolt to my principal's room, I just throw it on. Boom. I don't need to put stuff in my belt and loop things through. I don't need to struggle pulling my jeans up while I've got stuff on the belt that's catching now because I'm panicking and sweating because that's going to happen, right? Just oh, pull yeah. it up, strap it around and go. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic for operational readiness when we're off duty at night. Awesome. Uh, just a little tip there. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. That belly band, I'm sure that's come up a couple times. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a fan. I'm a fan. Hit. Yeah. I'm a fan. Especially at night. Yeah. Especially when we're on our downtime, right? Because so, you can just throw it on. Everything's there. It's the equivalent of throwing your, your pack on, right? Your webbing. Yeah. It's the, it's the equivalent. Yeah, it's like civilian deuce gear. It's like, you know, it's like your kit. It's your kit. You know, it's your, your you normally have all your trash on. Right. So okay. when you go to bed at the hotel, instead of putting your stuff on the nightstand, just throw it all in that belt so you can throw it on if you need to in an emergency. When seconds counts. Awesome. Good to go. Good gouge. Anything else in there? Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, if anything else comes to mind, you let us know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Man, there's the other stuff. And I know folks that you mentioned that are going to be on the call are going to mention it, so I won't repeat it. Yeah. But there's the stuff like the um, access point and, you know, your spare charges for your phone. Yes. And stuff. You know, there's all that basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I know everyone else is going to touch on that. Yeah. Um, but that's a biggie. So much so that if I find myself out and about and I haven't got that spare battery pack, I'll go in and I'll buy one wherever I am. Yeah. Uh, even if I've just got it at home at the hotel, it's critical. But I know, I know who you've got coming and I know they're going to mention it because I've worked <laughs> with all of them. So, yeah, I'm okay. Good to go. Good to go. No, I think, thank you, brother. Um, okay. I think we pretty much covered it. Unless you got anything else you want to drop on the, on the drop to the audience. No, just keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, these podcasts are good. They're good for the industry. Uh, they're good for you, but they're good for the industry. It's a very positive thing you're doing. Uh, so I appreciate it. Heck and yeah. keep on doing it, man. I listen to them. I like them. Keep on doing it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ivor. I appreciate that, man. It's an honor. And that's exactly, that's the goal, man, is to contribute to a higher quality security professional, have these conversations. I wish I was able to have when I was kind of learning and I'm still learning and I get to talk to all you cool guys that I, you know, like all you guys that are on this, you know, up on that level that are, you know, I get to talk and get the, the message and the information out. It's an honor. Uh, it's really been a, a passionate project. I really have been enjoyed. So yeah, thank you, man. And you're getting traction. You're getting people, right? People are talking about it. People are recommending it. And there's other great podcasts out there. And this is one of them. So, um, you know, whoever just spent the last 15, 20 minutes listening to me on this, you're on the right <laughs> podcast. Listen to the other stuff as well. Heck yeah. No, thank you so much. I appreciate that, man. I actually just got notified that um, one of the episodes is being used in a, in a college course that a uh, guy that wow. I was talking to. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome for homework. They're getting sent home and they have to listen. I think it's the first episode actually, ironically, which I was kind of really wild about. Um, but uh, yeah, so good things are happening. Thanks so much for your time. Ivor. I appreciate you. It's always an honor. Keep we safe. Have- keep doing it. All right. Brother. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Out. Oh.
home and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.